Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. New rules. No, not new rules from Bill Maher. New rules from the Department of Labor. That could affect not only your investments, but your relationship with your investment advisor. Here to tell us more, Stephen Cook, Managing Director and Business Executive for Structured Product Services for BNY Mellon Asset Servicing. And he's joining us live from the ETF Exchange Program. It's a BNY Mellon's ETF Symposium in Dana Point, California. Stephen Cook, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. All right. So just define what are the new rules from the Department of Labor and how do you think that they are going to affect the role of exchange-traded funds in the portfolios? Well, the DOL uh, conflict of interest rules are basically setting forth uh, a platform or guidance that states that an advisor who's advising a client on retirement assets, 401k assets, uh, are required to put the interest of the investor, the client, first. Uh, and so the thought uh, is that traditional broker-dealers who may have in the past uh, made decisions on other factors are really going to be required in everything they do to put the client's interest first. And so it's going to force them to look at things differently. Fees that clients pay for their exposure, um, how they go about gaining certain exposures in an asset allocation model, and the appropriateness for that client to be in specific products. And so the structure of ETFs, because they tend to be low cost, because they're transparent and everybody understands clearly what they own, are really going to benefit from these new rules as they've been written. Hmm, that's very interesting. Um, so who will benefit most from that? Well, I think a number of individuals. First, obviously, investors hopefully will benefit, um, you and I, as we invest in our 401k platform. But certainly the ETF issuers uh, are going to benefit that long term in terms of drawing assets. We did a study uh, with approximately 170 investment advisors, and what came back is that the large percentage of those investment advisors are going to start recommending at a much higher percentage, ETFs to be a larger uh, investment for their clients than other potential products that's in the past. So, uh, for instance, if an advisor had had 23% of a client's assets in ETFs in the past, moving forward, they're going to look to increase that allocation to 38%. So a 65% increase in net new assets flowing into ETFs over what you'd seen previously. Why would that happen? Is it, is, is it because uh, ETFs are perceived as being less risky? I mean, they, they, there's no real sort of definition of, well, they're less risky, they're more risky. I mean, it really depends on what you've selected. And if, if that's the case, is it that money managers and asset allocators, they're going to just go with what they believe to be safe because, number one, they don't want to be sued, and number two, they don't want to be put out of business by the Department of Labor? It's not necessarily about safety. It's about utilizing the best building blocks for an asset allocation model. And in the past, many have thought that might be actively managed funds, 
They're trying to beat the market. They're trying to have their clients' overall performance outperform what they could get from an index fund. But I think if you look historically, we've seen trends that managers are not able to outperform markets. And you're paying quite a bit for that management. So if you have an actively managed mutual fund, they might be charging 120 basis points or 150 basis points. If you can get an ETF that tracks an index that actually outperforms those actively managed funds and does so at a cost of seven to eight to nine basis points, you're talking a huge outperformance. Sure, but if Jack Bogle were here, you know, legendary founder of Vanguard, he'd say, so why not just buy an index fund? Why do you need to get an ETF? Certainly some optionality uh, exists there, but I think if you look at the ETFs, uh, they're much more tax efficient. Doesn't necessarily always help in a tax advantage asset class like an IRA or 401k, but the ability to draw assets, have them exist alongside taxable investments and non-taxable investments and get the benefits of the structural efficiencies that exist in ETF. It's just cheaper to put an ETF together than as a mutual fund. It's cheaper to have one ongoing operated. And so the cost efficiency associated with that, along with the tax efficiency, really puts investors in advantage in the long term and allows advisors to really benefit or adhere to the DOL rules and the spirit of them and really give their clients you know, the best access. Another area, if you look, the structure allows itself to uh, be inclusive of commodities, of other asset classes that may not be as correlated to the overall market. And because it, it naturally fits with those types of asset classes, it gives advisors a lot more in the way of choice as to how to go ahead and manage their clients' portfolios. Uh, just last point here. If that's the case, does that not mean that the registered rep or the, the money manager uh, is going to have an even more challenging time because now you've opened up the menu to include all these different types of ETFs? They, they are going to have a more challenging time, and it's really going to be on the issuers of ETFs and the industry at large, folks like BNY Mellon, to help the marketplace, to help advisors understand these products, and to help them uh, help adopt them into their clients' portfolio. So you're going to have, see the need for issuers, for the ETF industry, to really educate not just the folks who have already been buying ETFs for the last 10 years, but really the new folks who are going to have to adopt them as a part of this DOL standard. So you are going to see the need for a lot more education, a lot more understanding in the marketplace. All right. Well, educate understanding the marketplace. Always useful. Steve Cook, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, folks. It was great to be here. Well, he's Managing Director and Business Executive for Structure Product Services, BNY Mellon Asset Servicing. And we've had a terrific time today at ETF Exchange 16, Ideas, Innovation, Interaction, BNY Mellon's annual conference here in Dana Point, California. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.